and a very special hello and howdy to the fifth quarter podcast. This is episode 65 on the total docket, episode number 11 of this fourth season. And it is November the 11th as we salute our veterans on this Veterans Day. We salute those who serve, those who have served, and those who will serve our country as we welcome you inside this edition of the Fifth Quarter Podcast. George Koff alongside me as always, Desmond McLaughlin. And Desmond, I know you are big into the armed forces. Thank you for your service. How are you doing on this Thursday? Well, George, it's a little, the weather's a little weird today. Such a weird mood, but we're talking about football, so that cheers everything up. Absolutely. I couldn't say it better than myself, including a big win in College Station and even a big win down there in the south of Florida. And we'll get to both of those as we break down week 10 and the week it was and look ahead to week 11 with some big games on the docket. Desmond, you ready to get into it? Let's get it, George. All righty, Desmond, I mentioned it just now, but the Aggies had a big game against the Auburn Tigers at Kyle Field. The second largest attendance in its history, 109,000 able to come through the doors and take their seats and stand, of course, for most of the game, as they did and watched a big 20-3 whooping, if you will, and beat down on the Auburn Tigers. Honestly, Desmond, I think that was just defensively, that was probably the best game I've ever seen defensively. And I've seen some shutouts in my day, but this was truly just every single possession, it felt like Auburn really wasn't going anywhere. They were Bo Nix was struggling. He was struggling to find open receivers. And when he did, they were only for five yard, you know, six yard completions. And then you get pushed back offensively, not all there for the Aggies. But again, when your defense is playing like that, I don't really think it matters what the offense does. You know, the only touchdown in this game was a scoop and score by Michael Clements because he was able to, you know, capitalize on a Bo Nix just straight up dropping the ball, not even fumbling it, just straight up dropping it. Clemens picks it up and, you know, does a nice Marshawn Lynch impression into the end zone. But uh, your thoughts on this game in College Station on the on Saturday? Oh, definitely. Um, as you said last week, I got the good end of what Bo Nix came out that week. Um, but, you know, anytime a defense can hold a top 15 team to just a field goal, in less than 250 yards, that's just amazing. Outstanding job. Um, you know, Spiller, Thriller, Mr. A-Train, about 100 yards each. They kind of remind me of the uh, the Glendale White and uh, the Reggie Bush back in the day, the kind of oh, the running backs. Yep, yep. Um, USC, what was that, 2004 and five? Yeah, yeah, I think 2005. Yeah. Um, but it's a big – they got a big matchup coming up against who you said was your uh, Heisman favorite, Matt Corral. Um, but I, I think that I think that they'll be able to pull it out this game. I got them winning 38 to 34. Very close game, but I think the Aggies will get, get the win over Ole Miss. Yeah, I think uh, you kind of mentioned it there. Big game. Of course, Matt Corral had been high on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, really think he's a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. I just don't think he's Heisman caliber anymore. Not that he's not been playing to that level, because he certainly has. I think it's more of the fact that he's not he's not producing like Johnny Manziel Heisman numbers where he's just, you know, 400 yards, five touchdowns every week. It's pedestrian, 360, 100 on the ground, two touchdowns, an interception. It's like, okay, well, yeah, you're a good quarterback, but is that worthy of winning the Heisman? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards your pick, Desmond, with Kenneth Walker, the third out there at Michigan State. I think he's a really good, you know, and but Heisman conversation, we'll get to that later in the year. 
um, as we get closer to the end of November. But you mentioned it. I think the Aggies have a big, big matchup against Ole Miss. College game day is going to be in Oxford. Uh, that's when you know it's a big game. I think the biggest thing about this game is defensively, Aggies have to come out the same way they did against Auburn. I think that's going to be the biggest factor is how you stop them defensively because Matt Corral can do, you know, he can run, he can pass, he can even catch balls. He's he's had a few receptions this year. I think he can do it all. And if Anum's not careful, that's how you lose. You start using you start going away from a quarterback spy. They run it right up the middle. That's just, you know, you go away from your, you, you know, your bones, your uh I'm trying to think of the right word there, but you you come you go away from your bread and butter and uh I think they can't do that. They got to use what they have. Mike Elko is going to create a game plan similar to what they did against Auburn. I think it's going to work. I actually have this one being somewhat, not somewhat of a blowout, but I think it will start to trend that way as we go into the fourth. I actually have the Aggies winning 20, 34 to 20. Um, so it should be a good one there in Oxford on the college football primetime on ESPN, 6 p.m. kickoff. So should be a good one, Desmond. You mentioned it. It's going to be close. It could be uh, exciting. It's going to be what college football is all about. If the Aggies went out and Auburn lo- and Alabama loses one more, A&M's in the SEC championship game. That's the you know that's really what's at stake here. Um, and so A&M's got to keep winning. But I think if they keep winning, and even if they you know go ten and two, and for some reason Bama doesn't lose, A&M's going to have locked up a nice New Year's Six bowl game. So it should be a good one there um, as we go down the stretch. Let's talk about Houston for a second, Desmond. Kind of said last week you were a bit concerned that we've seen this happen before with Houston where you get complacent. Would you call two kickoff return touchdowns in the first half a bit complacent? It's funny. It's funny. It's funny how I know this stuff, George. <laughs> but no, um, Brian Battle, that's we, I know we're all up on Marcus Jones coming off that game-winning kickoff return. Brian Battle came out here and said, I can do you better. Um, great game by that guy, but I mean, as I always say, you can put this on my grave. A win is a win. Uh, <laughs> but a, was, a, a win is a win. Dash Desmond <laughs> McLaughlin. But um, but I I look on paper, this was probably Clayton Tune's second best game of the season. I mean, he threw for 385 yards, three touchdowns on an 80% completion, just outstanding. Um and and then I know last week I talked a lot about the uh, I was kind of joking around about the transfers that we got from Texas Tech. Well, George, I don't I don't know if you remember talking about these guys, but they are just they've taken it to a whole new level. I mean, you know, Deshaun Henry ran for 130 yards. Uh, Sean Carter caught for 125 yards. These are great pieces that our team needed, and I'm happy to see them succeed here. Um, yeah. I know we got a game against Temple. Should be a pretty Easy win, but as I said, never know what's going to happen. Um, I know last week there were a couple of teams lost games that they shouldn't have lost. Uh, I mentioned that that happens towards the end of the season, but I think we get this one big 48-17. Yeah, you, you mentioned it, teams losing when they, they shouldn't, ha- shouldn't. And we kind of were talking about it last week. We really hadn't had that chance that Saturday that shook things up completely. Yeah. And I think we got that last week, you know, uh, m- Purdue pulls off an upset. Oklahoma is on by, so we didn't get to see them. Baylor loses to TCU. I mean, you have upset up and down the board, ranked teams losing, and you start to think, man, 
we're going to, we're, we're, you know, Cincinnati almost lost Desmond, almost a chance to kind of just shake up the entire race. So um, you mentioned it that, yeah, definitely the uh, shakeup Saturday came upon us and Houston survived that one for sure. But I want to go back to Henry for a second, 97 yard touchdown run. I mean, I don't know if that is, it gets overshadowed or, or anything, but that's pretty impressive when you can have a running back and not just have Henry, you have uh, Carter too. And McCaskill, McCaskill back there in the yeah. backfield, um, mm-hmm. o- you know, almost looking like a bargain brand version of a chain and, uh, and Spiller the thriller <laughs> there in Houston. So um, yeah, I think the Cougars, they'll get it done against temple on the road, 42 to 23. So I also want to mention, I don't think people talk about how actually there are a lot of close games this week, a lot of close games um, decided within like a touchdown. I think I've got, I looked, I think like eight of like 25 teams in the top 25 were like decided 10 points or less, something like that. Um, so it was very close to becoming even a bigger shakeup than we got. Yeah. And we've almost had a hundred unranked teams beat ranked teams. So um, that's something that we haven't seen ever in college football, even the 2007 season, that was the most wacky, the wackiest ever really didn't even come to that number. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned it, Desmond, you gotta be on, you gotta have your head on a swivel because if not, you're gonna, you're gonna go into a game thinking, Oh, we got this and then get absolutely pummeled. So, uh, (laughs) Houston plays simple at Lincoln financial field in Philadelphia on Saturday at 11 AM kickoffs is on ESPN plus and Houston is a 24 and a half point favorite. So we'll see if they can cover. All righty. We'll two step around Texas here and, Kind of mentioned it earlier with Oklahoma, but Oklahoma faces Baylor, and this is starts Oklahoma's three-game stretch that you might as well decide, call it a championship stretch where they've got to win all three if they want to have a chance to uh, make it to the playoff and, of course, make it to the Big 12 championship game. They start with Baylor are on the road there in Waco. Desmond, Baylor's only beaten Oklahoma three times. Room for concern there, and the three times they did it was with RG3 and Bryce Petty. So um, I don't, you know, and of course the famous two, I, two years ago when they blew a 21 to three lead and Oklahoma was able to come back and get the win, their largest comeback ever in school history. Desmond, I want to pick Baylor so bad, but that stat that they've only won three times ever in 31 meetings, I got to pick the Sooners and they'll win in a, uh, the Sooners will win on a uh, buzzer-beating field goal. Uh, I've got the winning 38-35. to 35. Of course, we're in college basketball season. I'm talking about the kicking field goal variety, not the, <laughs> not the uh, shooting from the uh, arc free throw for a uh, free go- field goal variety. No, George, I agree. I think it's going to be a close game, and you could have said it perfectly. This whole year, I've been really down-talking Oklahoma, but – I got to give credit where credit is due. I'm not going to make the same mistake that I made years with Clemson. They're undefeated. They're getting wins. Back to my motto. Um, So I'm going to go with Oklahoma this week, 45-38. I'm not going to make that same mistake. (laughs) Now, if they they lose this week, George, that means that the curse is real. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. 100%. And, you know, it's the big noon kickoff game for on Fox. So we've seen a lot of really close games there. Um, in that window every year or every week this year. So we'll see what happens in Waco there on Fox. All right, Desmond, really couldn't find another good Texas matchup in the Division One. 
FBS level. So I figured, hey, let's uh, take a jaunt down to uh, the FCS level. Eastern Kentucky, the team that beat or that your small school beat last week, they get to face the Sam Houston State Bearcats. And uh, they're the number one team in the FCS and have a nice 19 game win streak. Desmond, Bearcats win this one. Uh, this is actually the battle for the conference. Um, if if the Bearcats lose to Eastern Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky, I think will just enough, just about secure it. Um, who you got in this one? I don't know much about SCS teams, but I do know that Sam Houston has always been a very strong team in that component, and my brother goes there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call this one big. I'm gonna say 37 to 10. Bearcats get the win. Yeah, I'm right there with you, 42 to 14. So uh, <laughs> noon noon Central Time on ESPN Plus. Houston, Sam Houston's trying to make it a 20-game win streak, uh, which means they have not lost since 2019. Yeah. Uh, that's how good they are right now. <laughs> They're looking to win their second straight national championship, Desmond. Could be a, could be a, a powerhouse in the making as they make a final statement in the FCS before moving up to the Conference USA. Here in I know who I know who's my uh, small school next year. Oh boy, there you go. You heard it here first <laughs> on season five exclusive. As we move forward to some more Texas or the state of Texas, rather, uh, talk. We talk about some bowl projections. We're getting to that time of year where uh, you know teams are trying to secure some bowl eligibility if they haven't already. Does mean six teams have done that in the state of Texas: Baylor, Houston, SMU, UTSA, UTEP, and of course the Aggies. Texas A&M have done that, have all gotten to six wins at least. And there are three teams that potentially could get there. They haven't quite yet. That's, of course, the three in the Big 12. That would be Texas Tech, Texas, and TCU. Texas, of course, four and five currently, but they've got Kansas, Kansas State, and West Virginia as their final three games of the year. So they should be able to get the ball eligibility. We'll see what happens. Bearing an upset, of course. But my question to you, Desmond, we're seeing a lot of projections. Houston's going to the first responder bowl. Texas would find themselves in Houston at the Texas Bowl. A&M looks like they're not even right now in a uh, New Year's Six Bowl. They're looking at a, a, the Citrus, which is in Orlando. So my question to you, do you think these projections are about right? Or do you would you like to see some of these teams go to bigger and more profile, uh, higher profile bowls? No, I think this seems about right. Um and just based off the looking at the game predictions, it looks like that Texas is going to have a very successful bowl campaign. Um, I like I like our chances with that. Um, regarding Texas Tech and TCU, I, I don't think that they're going to be bowl eligible. Um, I know they both have to play Iowa State, always a scary school to play. Uh, and they also play Oklahoma State, played very well. And I know Texas Tech still has to play Baylor as well. Um, so it looks like Texas will be – I think Texas will make it. So we'll make that seven teams from Texas going to the bowl games. And that's um, it. And that's it is what you're saying. George, George, that's not bad. That's seven teams from one state. Name oh. me another state who can get that many schools up in there. I think Florida can do it when they're – Florida or California can do it when they're all doing really well. Even California, I think you're only going to have probably Fresno State, San Diego State. Probably that's about it, honestly. Because <laughs> Stanford's not going to get there. Maybe UCLA. I'll throw UCLA in there. And USC. They'll probably both get in there. But that's only four right there. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. Seven teams out of, you know, seven teams in Texas. That's pretty good. 
Um, yeah, but that that AM that if AM that AM Iowa game that would be very interesting. I think that would be a very good game. Oh, absolutely. Um, I would really love to see AM though in a in a New Year Six game. I think they deserve it. I think if they can get the ten and two, if they win out, um, even if they don't get to an SEC championship game, I think they do uh, warrant a New Year Six pick, either in the Sugar or the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, either way, I do think UTSA should get a more high profile bowl. Right now, they're projected to be in the Frisco Bowl, which is not, you know, it's UTSA. That's like a three, four hour drive from San Antonio to Frisco. Like, come on, can we give them something better? Like, let them go to the Quick Lane Bowl or something where it's <laughs> like, you know, like. Well, George, George, look at that. Look at the home field advantage, huh? Yeah, I guess so. They'll, they'll be able to have an undefeated season that nobody even recognizes. Maybe they'll go be the new UCF and, you know, go hang a banner for being a national champion. Um, <laughs> but either way, we'll see what happens as we continue along the, you know, here in November, we'll have more bowl talk as we get closer to the end of the season. And of course we'll always pick, the bowl games as we do every year. So you'll get to listen to that as we get closer to the end of the season. Right now we'll get to our bowl game or our not bowl games, rather our games of the week that we will pick. And Desmond, I have to say we did pretty good last week. I believe uh, your upset hit with Texas A&M getting the win there. Uh, my upset also won with Tennessee being able to get it done. Shout out to the volunteers and good old Rocky top. And uh, our underdogs, I believe I did indeed get Missouri. Uh, thank you very much. 38, 38 to 6, I think was the final score. So shout out to them covering the 38 point spread. And uh, I don't believe you can say the same as Texas did indeed not cover. They didn't even come close to covering. They didn't even come close <laughs> to winning the football game. So maybe that's right, an omen <laughs> to not picking the Longhorns the rest of the year, eh? Hey, but I did I did pick Iowa State to win, so you can give me credit there. That's fair. That's fair. But we'll get right into it, and we'll start with an SEC matchup between the Mississippi State Bulldogs and the 17th-ranked Auburn Tigers. Of course, Desmond, the Auburn Tigers coming off that loss to AM. Bo Nix, really, they really got pummeled. The offensive line just got beat. Although, you know, they've only lost to Georgia at home, they've been pretty good and pretty solid. Uh, inside the plains there at, on their home turf. It's hard to bet against them. I'd take uh, Auburn in this one, 37 to 30. I think it'll be close. I think Mississippi State's got a good passing game, and Auburn's got to be careful about that. They really didn't get challenged this week, so I don't know what their passing game, you know, where it's at, but or passing defense is at, but I think they'll win this one by seven. I agree. I know we're talking about Bo Nix, but talk about Will Rogers, also not a bad quarterback. Um, I know we saw – I was very close to picking Mississippi State because I know they'd be a and but of course, Auburn lost to them last week. So I had to factor that in as well. But I do think that Bo Nix will bounce back this week and play like he's been playing for most of the season. And it'll be a close game by Auburn Tigers playing this game 34-28. Yeah, it's going to be a good one there. 11 a.m. kick on ESPN. Auburn is the five-and-a-half point favorite. So we're just about taking the spread right there for both of us and our score predictions. All right, move ahead to tonight, actually, Desmond. Thursday night football on Veterans Day from Heinz Field as the North Carolina Tar Heels travel to face the 21st-ranked Pittsburgh Panthers. Got a good quarterback matchup in this one. Kenny Pickett for the Panthers and uh, Sam Sam Howell for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Desmond, the last time we saw an ACC quarterback matchup like this 
or not even just ACC, just quarterback on quarterback was last week with Liberty and Ole Miss. And of course, Ole Miss and Matt Corral was the better team and the better quarterback one here. I have to take the same thing. I think the better quarterback in this instance is Kenny Pickett for the Pittsburgh Panthers. I think Pittsburgh Panthers are a better team. I think they'll win this one pretty handily 41 to 28. So you got Pittsburgh winning this game. I do. Oh, I thought, I thought this would be an upset pick George. Uh, no, I agree with you. I think Pittsburgh is a better team. They're, they've been playing pretty well this season. I, I have this, I have them winning this game 21 to seven. Yeah, it's going to be a good one tonight, 6.30 p.m. East Central Time on ESPN. Pittsburgh is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Desmond, they've averaged over 35 points per game uh, this season. So I don't think they know how to play defense, but they know how to score there in the ACC. So we'll see what happens there on Thursday Night Football tonight on ESPN. To the game, to the game that we keep moving on, uh, that people are talking about because of uh, the way that the visiting team has started to play, the Purdue Boilermakers. Desmond, don't call them the Purdue Boilermakers. Call them the Purdue Giant Slayers because this oh season <laughs> they've found a way to beat both Iowa and Michigan State, both ranked in the top 10, actually the top five, rather. Um, but Desmond, they don't just like that's not just what they do this year. They have the most unranked wins over top five opponents. In Division One history, I believe it's 17 wins that they've had over top five opponents when they're unranked. Now, this week, may technically you can make a case is not going to be the not going to be like that because Purdue is 19th in the college football playoff rankings. They are not ranked in the AP poll, so you could you know go back and forth there. But they face, nevertheless, they face a top four Ohio State team that is Desmond since losing to Oregon. They really have have looked good. You know, they, they've offensively are all there. They're clicking, they're finding ways to win. That's kind of what you have to do down the stretch here. Um, I'm not going to lie. This game is so tempting to pick, you know, the underdog, but I'm going to pick the winner and that's Ohio state, but this is my underdog of the week. Ohio state's a 21 point favorite. I don't even think we even get close to that. I've got the Buckeyes beating the Boilermakers 42 to 38. It's going to be probably closer than that. No, I agree, George. I think this is going to be a big game, another ranked win for Ohio State. I don't even think it's going to be close. And as you said, ever since that uh, loss, but sometimes, you know, losing can really shake a team up and kind of get their head on straight. And that's what's happened with the Buckeyes this year. I haven't won this game 51 of 24. Yeah. So you also don't have them covered in the spread. So, no. <laughs> Or actually, you do, because that's 27 points. So uh, I can't add. 51 to 24 is your prediction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's 27 points right there as the spread. And the spread is 21. So, so uh, apparently, I can't add. But Desmond couldn't do uh, – couldn't understand schedules last week. So I guess we're even. Okay. <laughs> hey, we're even. I'm not, I'm not making – I'm not hating on you, all right? all right? As we keep moving forward here, we go back to the ACC – NC State. It'd be a shame if UTSA were to to lose this week. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, sure, (laughs) sure. We'll get to that in a second, Desmond. But first, NC State and Wake Forest. This is a top 16 matchup. NC State, pretty good ball club. They're facing a Wake Forest team that got their first loss of the year. But remember, it was a non-conference loss, so they are still undefeated in the ACC. And Desmond, this would have been college game day if Wake Forest hadn't lost. I have a feeling. Um, and unfortunately, of course, they couldn't get it done against 
North Carolina, but they've got another chance to face a really good North Carolina team in North Carolina State. The Wolfpack, who knocked off Clemson. Wake Forest still has to play Clemson. I just, you know, you you know me. I like Wake Forest, but I got to go the other side. This is my upset of the week. I got the North Carolina Wolfpack to uh, upset the Wake Forest Demon Deacons there in Winston-Salem. It's a field goal game. Tobacco Road, another upset in that rivalry. 31-28 Wolfpack. Desmond? Well, George. Great minds think alike. Oh, boy. We talked about this before. We're looking at the games. I was having trouble decide who do I really think has the best chance of getting the upset. And I had to go with NC State. And I have been winning this game 21 17. I thought it could be close. I think it'll be like a two minute, two minute drive to win the game. And I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah. 6 30 kickoff on ACC Network. That's their primetime game of the week. You can catch it there. Wake is a two point. Favorite. So this game really is going to be a close one there, Winston-Salem. All right, go back to the Big Ten, Minnesota and number 20, Iowa. Desmond, the fact that Minnesota was ranked last week just makes me laugh. And then they lose to Illinois, who just basically put it to them and said, yeah, no, you don't deserve to be ranked. Um, <laughs> they face an Iowa team that can't score. But again, why are we talking about Minnesota? No, we should be talking about Iowa and how Iowa still has a chance to get to the Big Ten Championship game. I think they beat the Golden Gophers at home, not by much, and not much scoring in this game. I got it 20-7, to seven, Hawkeyes. No, I still, I still think Iowa has one of the better defenses in the country and are a very good team. Um, and I, I know we talked about this last week. I just want to ask the committee. Minnesota's ranked, but Houston's not. You see what happens. Um, <laughs> I was going to win this game 44-35. Um, so go hot guys. Well, a lot of points there in Big Ten country. Doesn't well, because I know we talked about this last week, wondering why certain teams were ranked. Look at the results. They should have been ranked in the first place. And I, I mean, I know Houston's schedule isn't the toughest, but I still think we deserve our respect. Yeah, but you're you're saying forty. You're saying seventy nine combined points between Iowa and Minnesota, where neither team has been able to put average two touchdowns a game. All right, yeah. all right. I'm not going to doubt you. Two thirty kick. <laughs> Two thirty kickoff on Big Ten Network. Iowa is a five point favorite, so we'll see if Desmond's right. But you know, he's probably not going to be right. So you know, who knows? As we keep right, moving sure. along here, yeah, yeah. You know, the Sunday, it's a Saturday night football. And Notre Dame in Virginia, Desmond Brennan Thompson, he's the guy that we really like. He's a big quarterback that can throw the ball very, very well, and he does it a lot. He is questionable for the game against Notre Dame. This is a home game for the Virginia Cavaliers. They face a top 10 opponent for only the third time this year, or third time in the last two seasons, correction. Desmond... There's too much uncertainty for me to pick Virginia. I got to go with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They're playing pretty well. They're playing good, solid defensive football, and they know how to run the ball with Kylie. Uh, Kylie Williams, I think is his name. Kylan Williams. So uh, give me the Fighting Irish. No, I agree, George. Um, I think Notre Dame's going to win this one 34-17. You know, it kind of sucks because if it wasn't for that loss against Cincinnati, we could be looking at a top five maybe. Notre Dame team? Probably um, it's probably a Notre Dame team that's in the playoff, let's be real. You think so? I mean, 
you know, you beat a Cincinnati that at the time would have been a top 10. It was a top 10, you know, Cincinnati. I just feel like Cincinnati is getting the short end of the stick by beating a top 10 Notre Dame. And I think that's what's going to come down to is who has the better win, Cincinnati, Michigan State, Oregon, or Ohio State, if they all end up, you know, being in there for the last two spots. Even even if Cincinnati ends up going um, undefeated? Correct. So we'll see what happens. Hey, they still have to face the Houston Cougars. They still got to face Clayton Toon. That's one loss in there. Because they got they got to see if uh, if Clayton Tune can uh, can tune to his own can uh, sing to his own tune. I don't know. I messed that one up. As <laughs> we've got one more game here on our picks this week, and it's Arkansas and LSU. Arkansas is a top twenty five team in the college football playoff rankings. Dustin didn't think we'd be seeing that this year. It is only the second time since the college football playoff has been established that the Razorbacks are in the top twenty five. They were also number twenty five last time. So it matches their highest rank ever <laughs> in the in the college football playoff rankings, and they faced the LSU Tigers. Desmond, the Tigers gave uh, Alabama a bit of a yeah a bit of a test last week. They had six they only allowed six rushing yards to the Crimson Tide, uh, but this Arkansas team is different, and I think uh, this Arkansas team is going to be able to give LSU a run for the money. LSU though is playing with some heart. I think uh, that's the only concern I have for this team. Arkansas is a three-point favorite. I think they cover the points. I've got Arkansas winning 32-27 to over the Bayou Bengals. No, and I'm happy you mentioned that LSU-Bama game because, as I said before, there are a lot of games that were close that people aren't really talking about. I remember watching that game. I was like, ooh, Alabama loses. This could be big for A&M. Absolutely. Um, but they, won, they barely won that wins a win. Um, but Arkansas, last week, I – I predict them to win the name day. I'm telling you, they are a sleeper team. Um, they're picking up, pick up speed. I know the record is 25th in the rankings, but they're going to break that next week. Here comes the win, 38-30. Okay, all righty. That's when I noticed you haven't picked an underdog this week. We finished all our picks. Oh, as I forgot to mention, that is my underdog. I believe Arkansas is favored by 20 points. No, they're and favored by three points, correction. Yeah, 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 they're favored by three points. It's uh, in Baton Rouge. So, um, again, Desmond has all his uh, spreads. He wouldn't be a good person to use in Vegas, apparently, even though he is uh, five and five against the spread this year. Desmond, I'm, I'm ashamed that you thought it was a 20-point. Uh, George, I could have sworn when uh-huh. I was reading it, it said 20 points, which, he, which I probably should look more into it because I was like, that's a pretty large spread considering the teams that are playing. I mean, you can still take Arkansas to cover if you really want to do that. They're a three-point yeah. favorite. Yeah, why not? All right. We'll call it the overdog, not the underdog, the overdog there, as Desmond thinks that Arkansas will cover the three points that they are favored by. All righty. That is about done with our picks and sends us to our final segment, and, of course, the last few minutes of episode 11. Desmond, how about them Roadrunners finally getting some respect in the college football playoff rankings? Number 23 in the polls. They're 9-0, and they face a very bad Southern Miss team this week. So they should be 10-0 when we're talking this time next week. But, you know, you never know what can happen late in the season. You know, they, they face a 1-8 Southern Miss. Yes, 1-8. They haven't won a conference game. So we'll see. But they'll, they host UAB 
in two weeks, which should decide the division championship. They play North Texas on the road. Should be the chance for them to win a perfect or get to 12-0. And assuming that they beat UAB, they'll host the Conference USA Championship game, and we'll see who they'll play from that other division. Lots of big games that week or this week. So either way, Desmond, UTSA is a 33-point favorite this week. I find no worry and worrying about the Roadrunners. So meet me up. up I knew Meet me up into the top 20, baby. I knew it was coming, George. Yep, yep, I knew it yep. was coming. Yeah, you knew it was coming. 2.30 kickoff there on ESPN Plus from the Alamo Dome. Desmond, how about the uh, Lumberjacks? They were able to get a big win last week. Well, you know what, George? No, chop, chop. The Lumberjacks got a win over the mighty East Kentucky last week, 31-17, and they look to play Central Arkansas, which should be a win. I have them winning this game, 35-10. to 10. Let's keep it going. 4 p.m. kickoff on ESPN Plus there from Conway, Arkansas, the home of Scotty Pippen, where he uh, was the student manager for Central Arkansas on the basketball team and then was able to get his way onto a scholarship. And, of course, we know the rest. The rest yeah. is history by Mr. Pippen. That should do it here for this episode of the podcast. Tune back in next week to find out if Stephen F. Austin won and to help their chances to get into the – FCS bracket, which of course is 32 teams. So we'll see if Stephen F. Austin has done enough on their resume and tune in here of UTSA able to get it done and see how much further they can move up in the polls. But for now, signing off for the fifth quarter podcast, episode number 65 overall and number 11 of this fourth season. He's Desmond McLaughlin in Houston, and I'm George Koff in College Station. We'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. Giga Maggies, go Cougs, and have a blessed. Veterans Day. Goodbye, everybody.